Graffiti Japan. action-packed episode of Got Fit in Japan, and I am your host, Johnny. And uh, as you find folks know, Got Fit in Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. <laughs> and um, actually, uh, this episode, we're not drinking. Um, I'm not going to drink this month because I got Tokyo Art Tank, and I got so much work I got to do for Tokyo Art Tank. We'll talk about that at another time. But uh, anyway, I'm sober, and I'm sober here with my good friend, Justin. Justin, the man who I've been trying to get on this podcast for not days, not weeks, not months, but years. And now he's finally here for episode 721. You know, I've waited 721 episodes to get you here. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. It's taken a lot of work, a lot of time, and a lot of money. No, I'm joking. <laughs> a lot uh, of I'll, coffee. I'll wait for that in the bank account. Yeah, well, it's coming. Checks in the mail. But, faders, uh, we have the man, the myth, the legend. We have Justin here from the, the company, the organization, the legendary music movement, More Than Music. Justin, well, welcome thank- to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I, I guess really can- appreciate all the positive words. And oh, cheers geez. to your cup of coffee today. Cup of coffee. This is strong coffee. Mmm. It's pretty tasty, actually. Thank nice. you. Thank you. Well, you know, the thing is, you know, I try to invest in coffee. You know, I saw Pulp Fiction when I was a little kid, and I was like, you know what? They drink good coffee. Maybe I should too. And I threw away all my Maxwell House and I started buying Starbucks because when I was a kid, I thought that was like the good stuff. I was wrong. <laughs> I feel like everyone in the coffee would be like terrible mistake. Yeah. Go back to Maxwell. <laughs> I mean, you really can't go wrong with Maxwell, you know. I mean, they got a house. Hmm. <laughs> Justin, um, thank you so much, uh, honestly, for being on the show. I know you're really busy. You're doing a lot of stuff here in Tokyo, and you've got a lot of projects that you nice. have, like coming down the tubes this week and this month, and uh, I, I think for the end of time. So um, I, I've got some questions that I'm going to go through. And um, yes, I, I know some of them. I know the answers, but I, I want everybody else, all our faders, to know like who you are and what you're doing for this good community here in Japan. Yes, yeah, I think, man. And thanks for having me on. Like, Really excited. Oh, really? Well, thanks, man. Thanks. It's good to have you here. Um, so, okay. For starters, you're the president and the creator of the company More Than Music. Yes. So tell me about More Than Music. What is More Than Music? So at the core of it, it's honestly um, a collection of events with the theme of building a community around it all. Mm-hmm. So I I fell into the scene with live music uh, almost 10 years ago. Like mm-hmm. I have, at that point, I didn't think I liked music more than anybody else, but uh, it kind of stemmed from doing these events with my brother where we cooked and we met friends, friends of friends, friends of friends. And I kind of heard how the music scene was really difficult. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, there's 40 people in my house every other week for these home home parties. Like, why don't we do something outside? And uh, mm-hmm. I just cold called and ended up booking like a live house before I ever went to a live house. Wow. And uh, what I learned is one week is not enough time to organize an event. Everyone I asked was busy. And then I just begged friends who knew artists, mm-hmm. but it came together. A lot of people had fun. And uh, we ended up with like five bands. A bunch of people came out. The venue asked us to do it again. The bands who are in the audience asked to play the next one. So it just kind of grew from there. That's fantastic. And that's here in Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Uh, um, I mean, my core is in Tokyo, but over the last year, like, I've taken a couple of bands abroad on tour in Europe mm-hmm. and uh, we've been bringing, not bringing, but uh, when people are coming over, we've been supporting people in Japan uh, from all around the world, like France, Jamaica, Canada, wow. all over Europe and Norway. But uh, right now I'm focusing on Tokyo. Cool. Very cool. So Tokyo bands. But if somebody just happens to come to Japan, faders, listen up, you can book them. 
Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. And your phone number is one 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 five five five, right? Like in the movies. Five five five. Five five five. Eight six seven five three oh nine. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're the same age. Doesn't someone have the real number right now? Yeah, well, I would love to have that number. How many people call you though? Everybody. Everybody, especially in January. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Jenny. Okay. But um, all right, so you do more than music. Meaning like you also have like art events, you have like food events, like what else do you do? Or is yeah. that incorporated to with these music events? So or? actually originally the more than and more than music came from the community aspect. Mm-hmm. Like while we gather around music, I wanted people to really connect. Mm. Like uh, you've been out to a lot, but in Japan, yeah, I think sometimes a live show is treated like a theater and people come and they watch their friends and then they leave. Yeah. And I fell in love like once I really started doing this like I was going out to shows two times three two three times a week Mm -hmm. it's actually where I learned my Japanese it's where I really fell in love with Japan Mm -hmm. and um it was the community aspect that really drew me in first yeah and then the fact that there's so much good music in Tokyo blows my mind there's a lot of good music in Tokyo but like with every show like we want people to come out and connect whether Mm -hmm. it's with each other with the bands Mm -hmm. and that was the original focus of the more than is about the community aspect but um running with the name as we did it more and more like we started combining music with other things mm-hmm. like music and poetry music and arts music and comedy just music and foods i started food originally and now we're kind of back to it we do a lot of events like where we take the music to restaurants do a pizza party or a barbecue or things mm-hmm. like that and that seems to be a niche that i really enjoy yeah it's so, a niche that I don't think anybody else is really doing. I mean, sometimes if you go to a nightclub, somebody is like selling like some kind of food, like maybe like tamales or hot dogs or something like that. But uh, the last event that I went to that was uh, more the music, uh, you had like, I think three different vendors in two different bars. There's like, oh yeah, the art like gallery a, one. Yeah, there's like a bar bar for like liquor, and then there's a beer bar, and then you have like Mexican food, Ecuadorian food, and I think Jamaican jerk chicken or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, everybody that came that was hungry, they left with a full stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love food, so oh, me too. I, I bring it in so I can eat it, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really want to go to your event that's at the tap room up here in Nakameguro. Oh yeah. Um, Actually, starting next year, we'll be doing it monthly. Monthly, like, really? I yeah. love that place. It's great. Great like, beers. Good, good they, pizza, too. They have really good pizza. Like, yeah. They love their story about it coming from New Jersey. And it's like, oh, that's, I'm from the tri-state area. So perfect. Mm, that's a fantastic. Yeah, their pizza used to be like just kind of so-so, you know? Like, and this is like years and years ago, like maybe like five, six years ago. And then all of a sudden, like overnight, I don't know who started working there or what happened. All of a sudden, people started raving about their pizza. And I go in there and get a couple of pints because I like their, was it the Angry Boy? The Angry Boy and the Kakaku IPA. I love those. So I go in there and stuff, you know, and I tried their pizza once. And once again, I was like, holy sh- holy smokes youtube <laughs> oh. this is fantastic yeah, and um oh my god i i can't say enough i think it's probably like the best pizza in japan oh i think it's really up there like i was really surprised when yeah I it's, it. it's it's definitely like one of my i mean i don't know of another place that produces pizza as well as the taproom in nakameguro at yeah, this right. point i i think they they just push the level so high where it's just like so good i mean you go there for the beer but you stay for the pizza yeah you wouldn't <laughs> expect that from a craft beer place but yeah it's really good faders i think his story is like they met some guy who was like traveling the east coast learning how to do like new york and specifically uh new haven style pizza yeah and then they ran into them in Japan and he like came in and cooked and like taught him his recipes and that's really? why it's so good now. Wow. Another jet in masters. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's great pizza. Great pizza. Okay. And you're doing a lot of events like food events, yeah. comedy events in one month. How many events are you generally organizing? Uh, yeah. So I have fluctuated a lot over, like I'm literally going through trial periods. Like I didn't plan to do this. This was mm-hmm. a, a hobby that kind of took over my life. Tell me about it. I did it in the best way possible. <laughs> You've been in my As studio well. in the yeah. other room, right? I, I saw it. I love took over drawing. <laughs> now so, it's a job. Yeah, right. So we went from like uh, monthly to weekly. Uh, at the peak, I was organizing eight events a month. Wow. Yeah, eight a month. Eight a month. Eight a month. And that... Oh. 
that is a good way to really stress yourself out and burn out because they were it wasn't even rhythmic it was like mm -hmm. every event was an individual event at a different place so like we're doing the negotiation with the venues and finding the artists we didn't have a home for anything and uh we cooled it down probably around summertime and i organize four events a month right now <laughs> but um around it all we built like a membership system you pay a month yeah. and then it's like free events or discounts mm -hmm. and it's a good system like around eight events people seem to really like it so we work with venues and do pickup events where mm -hmm. it's actually not my event but uh our members can go for free mm -hmm. so like in november we still have eight events mm -hmm. i organized four of them and three of those are free for members and then one our thanksgiving dinner is like a discount mm -hmm. but then we have four pickup events at different venues around tokyo oh, that that's like really just cool. look interesting mm -hmm. and why not i actually the the pickup concept i really like because usually the ones we get to pick up that like we're we won't pick it up if the music's not good mm -hmm. but uh there's a lot of good music with people who are terrible at promotion mm -hmm. uh, so they know it's like good music good bands but it's going to be not that big of an audience mm -hmm. are the ones that tendly come our way so like it's a way to kind of bring in some new people to experience really good music for people that don't have an audience and it's kind of like a been a win-win-win for everybody yeah sounds great yeah yeah and, and what kind of music do you generally have is it generally like rock or funk or hip-hop or soul or is it like every event is completely different i started in punk rock punk rock because that's the scene speaking I, my language yeah, right? i fell into it um and they're the probably the first like there are a lot of good music and um the first band that i was just sitting there and i disappeared for like 40 minutes and then i came back to reality I'm like, what happened mm. it was this band called tokyo sapiens tokyo sapiens and then I, I was like do you guys like mars volta and they just got so excited they're like yeah we love mars volta but probably still to this day like i love their music and they actually broke up as a band and i invited them every month to play a show and they're actually back together and they're going to record like their first album mm. after being together as a band for six years they never actually tried to record they just they love to play so like it's something that like unless you sounds like the misfits yeah that's like, what they did <laughs> and then um so there's that and like this band Yoamushi club which is like this electronic rock pop mm -hmm. that really like stood out like if you wanted to make really good rock music based on a video game feel and they blew me away cool but now like I ended up finding people who are like really talented mm -hmm. and then I'm like I want to work with this person mm -hmm. and then once you start working with them I started booking people around them mm -hmm. so now at this point we're like completely open genre and like I work with things that I never even knew I liked like uh there's, there's this guy Josiah Holly mm -hmm. who you might know when I first heard him I was like this is a very talented man but I could never see myself doing shows with him because it's so different than what I organize mm -hmm. but I liked working with him so we started doing shows together and now I do like R&B and soul events sometimes and like blues rock and then just like I never thought I liked reggae particularly much and like ah, it sounds very samey to me uh this guy came over from France and like I fell in love with his music and he's a reggae artist and it was wild because he was on tour here and like while he was on tour like the Grammys reached out to him like he's up for a potential nomination is like uh the best reggae album in 2023 really yeah wow so you have that and then there's tons of folk music mm -hmm. yeah and uh if i had to sum it up now i've realized like i think we have we do have a niche even though it's open genre i think it's uh it's definitely like western influence like people with like western ears mm -hmm. yeah enjoy the type of music that we book and it leans on original music like we don't do so much with cover bands like uh and it's not like a standard 4-4 song like it's people creating a lot of originality but also not people trying to show off with technique but writing something good and like the ones that have i think impressed me the most are the ones that make you feel something whether it's like to jump up and down with energy or or to cry because it's beautiful like it it's good music that makes you feel something wow that's awesome and basically you find the bands from anywhere and everywhere oh yeah like uh, yeah like are you at the point where like a lot of bands contact you we when we did our first tour for this band from Mexico mm -hmm. and we actually set up the full tour for them <laughs> wanted to see how it would go and then we also booked Sarah Kang right around the same time wow. she's 
pretty big. And uh, after both of those, like we started getting a lot more outreach. So there's always emails uh, with people who want to do something. But also, I went through a phase where like I I like to make people happy. So like it's hard to say no. And I I want to but uh, like work with a lot of them. But at the same time, like uh, when it was in the beginning, like I was going out and finding like, oh, these are the ones like that, like move me. Like, let's let's work with these guys. Yeah. And I need to always make sure I strike that balance to make sure that I'm going out there to find what I love and care about and make sure that I'm always bringing that in, even if I'm getting a lot more outreach now. Wow, man. So you're not only organizing four to eight events a month, you're actually going out to other events and checking out other bands. Yeah. You're busy. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so when I started, not when I started, when it like became, I think I was doing shows not that often till 2017. Yeah. And then I was doing like once a month from that point forward. Um, and 2019, I actually quit my job to focus on this because I, I felt like I had to make a decision. Uh, perfect timing. Four months later, Corona came around. But uh, the the rule that I had in the beginning is if I didn't see them live, I wouldn't book them. And That's a good rule. And uh, I think that kind of also drives like what kind of music do we book? It's music, how you consume it really matters. Like if you're online, if you're listening in on Spotify or TikTok or anything, like mm -hmm. that shapes the music that is produced or the scene or the feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that means what I always cared about since the beginning was the live music experience. Like what is it in person and how do you take it in? Well, and live think, music is magical. Oh yeah. It's, you know, you do a couple hundred events and you're still excited every week for what's coming up. Like it's definitely true. It's definitely true. Yeah. I, I get the same thing when I go to one of my shows or to a French or to any show. And if I see a band that's completely brand new that I've never experienced before and they blow me away, it's just like something that I won't stop talking about for about a week or so. And faders, you've probably heard me talking about bands left, right and center here on this podcast. But um, also it's, it's, it's really incredible to see a band that you've seen a hundred times go on stage and still blow you away. And there's, there's a lot mm -hmm. of bands in Tokyo. I mean, Tokyo is like a great melting pot of bands. I mean, there's like so many different kinds of like bands here right i mean it's, every note of the week you can see like well reggae punk hardcore classical i mean there's always something happening in tokyo it's one of the beautiful things about tokyo yeah it's it's really funny when you organize like sometimes you're like oh you kind of run into some people are like oh you everybody knows everybody and then like you discover one band and you go out and you're like there's this whole scene yeah i didn't <laughs> even know existed of like hundreds of bands and thousands of people seeing these bands that like until you meet someone in it like you didn't even know it was there oh gosh, and that's yeah that's like the crazy thing about tokyo mm. like like <laughs> you know chikiga chikira the name chikira. rings a bell so down in kunitachi like we ended up going out there just because uh, a band atsuko links mm -hmm. was playing and it just opened up and i was like i did not know that there was so much support for the mm -hmm. psychedelic scene mm -hmm. and there's so, so many good psych bands in tokyo but like it's underground it's very underground but okay like, i don't know this band at all <laughs> yeah uh, no, it's, it's, it's not it's not a band it's a venue it's a venue okay and, cool i thought it was a band and i've heard so many names of so many bands so i was like yeah i probably heard of it but yeah. no no i have not i don't know I, anything this is a different language <laughs> right and how much music do you know and how many things have you been to and you didn't a lot and it's and it's still like oh oh that's that's a whole scene that i don't even know about yet like it's oh man so crazy yeah, yeah. You want to get into crazy, you got to start listening to noise rock. Noise, the noise rock. rock here was like, I mean, it all started with the boredoms in like what, like the, the mid 90s, maybe even before that. But uh, yeah, I mean, just like basically just making noise. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, there's a, uh, there's a guy, his name is Martin, that organizes this event called uh, Parasites on he Helium. Parasites on Helium. Parasites and on uh, yeah, it's an interesting name. Great, great, great show. And he books like all sorts of just really unique kind of bands and oh, really uh, he's had a couple of like like noise bands that were just like it was like 40 minutes of just pure noise but after like 30 minutes you're like i think i get it now man you know maybe the drinks are kicking in who knows but uh yeah parasites on helium's great That's have you ever been to the paint your oh yeah we should go together as next one's in a couple of weeks yeah, um the paint your teeth events 
No, I haven't. I don't even. I never even heard paint your teeth. Paint your teeth is another like really abstract, bizarro event that's in Kabuki Cho, and uh, it's an American guy that organizes that one. I'm not sure if he wants me to say his name, but um, yeah, that that's pretty crazy. I went to one event where they had like baby mice that they're chopping up or something. They do Uh, a lot of like the weird stuff that you know what people talk about, like. Uh, you know, things happening in Japan, you know, they're like, oh, I went to this event where like they're chopping up these like like little like mice kind of things or whatever. It's so gross, whatever. And then like somebody else is listening. They're like, nah, that doesn't really happen in Japan. But no, it it does happen at these events. Yeah. OK, that's that's interesting. Like I there have Paint been your some teeth. Google it. There have been some weird ones when you're exploring. Like I, I remember going to one and these guys just smash energy drinks and go just ham on the guitar and drums. Uh, personally for me not the best music but halfway through their set they like walk onto this they were the audiences with like concrete and they pull out these boxes with like barbed wire and tacks and they just start pro wrestling each other in the stage with the uh, audience it's called death match okay is it okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm not i do pro, well I, I go to these things sometimes okay. yeah death match okay death match yeah google it wait do you know the band is that the bands death match or is that the genre of wrestling it's just the genre of wrestling where pretty much you got two people that go into the ring and uh pretty much they keep on wrestling until one's more bloody than the other and okay. at that point nobody knows who's winning or not it's right, like okay. i think they're gonna die should somebody should stop this <laughs> this is out of control yeah it's yeah. pretty wild i okay. dig it <laughs> yeah they do they did it in the audience like the tacks were like flying past my feet and stuff when they were slamming each other. That might be illegal. Maybe. <laughs> That's wild. No, no, I wouldn't want to go to that one. No, a death match. When you go to death matches here in Tokyo, I mean, pretty much like the first two rows of um, audience members, they get garbage bags to cover themselves from uh, blood, glass, and uh, I guess like shrapnel pretty much. And uh, yeah, it, it's one heck of an experience. I highly recommend that you wear uh, sunglasses or glasses, goggles, uh, coat doesn't matter if it's summertime wear a winter coat you know just in case but uh, they're a lot of fun you know yeah. you, you got to okay. see them like every so often you know makes you feel alive <laughs> maybe i'll have to go to one someday oh man so speaking of venues like what are the pros and cons of using multiple venues all the time i so the pros of using multiple venues is you change up the scenery uh mm-hmm. so since we're like really community focused, like we have a nice core of regulars who come out. Yeah. So it gives them something new and something nice to experience. And as you're moving around, like, like we get to work with some great places like Moon Romantic, Haremame. Mm-hmm. And actually from December, we get to book for Bar Room, which is, I can't believe how nice this venue is. Like it's a circular stage with like plush seating all around it. And like coming from punk rock and like, some of these like hole in the wall places, it's like, oh, this is amazing for mm-hmm. very different reasons, but I like both. So having the ability to explore both. Mm-hmm. But then the con of it is, is like, we're building a community, but they don't know where we are. So unless people really pay attention, it's a little bit hard to keep everybody involved because we're at a different place, different times. Mm-hmm. People come out and they like our show, but they think we're the venue or mm-hmm. we're always at the same place. Oh, so like that becomes really difficult. And actually, so next year, uh, we're going to book one place in Shimo every week. Shimo Kidazawa. And then the weekends, we'll do a variety of places. So we can keep using different places and new things while also having like a home base for yeah. the, the core. Try to balance it out a bit. That's a good idea. But it's kind of cool to have a different place every week or every three or four days. And just yeah. because it's kind of like it's kind of like the old rave scene, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I used to go to raves all the time when I was a kid, when I was in high school. That's pretty much all I did in high school. But yeah. the thing is, it's just like, I mean, every weekend, you know, you get like a phone number. You call that phone number and which would lead to an answering machine. Remember those? And the answering machine would have like an address. Really? You know, and you just go to, the, you find, you get a map and you find that address. And you're like, okay, it's in this warehouse on the east side of Detroit. Let's go. Or, <laughs> you know, and that's pretty okay. much how it was, you know. And um, every time, well, unless it was like the Packard plant, but I mean, almost every other time it was like a different like warehouse. And Detroit's got a lot of old warehouses, especially back in the 90s. And um, yeah, that was, that was a really, really exciting part of my life, you know. And I think that's kind of cool because that's like what you're doing. And I think for people that want to go and see their friends and see new music, like maybe 
once or twice or a week or a month or something, going to a different venue is kind of cool, yeah. you know? And it, there's definitely a positive to it. Yeah, definitely. But I'm sure the contracts with the clubs are going to be a nightmare, right? Oh, uh, man. So <laughs> it's like the balance I'm is that. <laughs> you're, you're constantly talking and like, mm-hmm. it, it's a weird thing. Like we have a good audience and like we book some bands who can also draw. So like people seem to love what we do. Yeah. And then like, so is it valuable? And they're like, oh, what? We like what you do, but don't ask us for a good system. And I, sh- I shouldn't say that I have a lot of people treat me fairly now, but like, I, like running eight events i want to build mm. so my goal is with a membership if we get to like mm-hmm. 400 members we have like outside of doing a cool event like a lot of indies bands struggle because they don't have good content so they don't have good marketing schemes mm-hmm. so i want to make it where we produce like good designs good photos good videos mm-hmm. and then the bands can use these to promote the events and or in posts like show what they're doing in a way that's good quality like even before corona i was trying to do that because there are bands i loved working with that are amazing but if you looked at them online no one would mm-hmm. come based on the content you could see because it's some really bad iphone 3 video with like no good sound quality and yeah most people struggle to see the difference between a good video and a good band well i'll tell you what yeah. man musicians are usually the worst graphic designers I'll be honest, man. Same, same with DJs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so if we get to that number, then we can kind of cover all the needs of running an event and it becomes like very stable and we can do whatever we want, wherever we want. Cool. Until then, like it's really this crazy game of like balancing costs and it's a crazy negative game usually, but like. I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. You're if, always in the red. Like you said, a lot of your listeners aren't in Japan. A lot of them aren't. So we get more and more, especially after booking a few bigger international artists, like we get a lot of reach out. Mm-hmm. They cannot believe how Japan operates. Like uh, the general rental system when you go to a live house is like $1,500 for a night for a place that's like a hundred person capacity. Yeah. And it's like, when I went to the UK on tour for the first time, they're like, yeah, it's kind of expensive. Like, it's like 60 quid to rent out. And you're like, what? <laughs> I spend that on drinks in the morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> so like, and then in France, like, so France is uh, yay for communism and socialism. Because uh, I learned if you're like booking 500 hours a year as an artist, like you can actually apply and be a professional artist. And they pay, the government pays you a salary to be an artist of the state. And you're like, what? why am I why here? Are... <laughs> These systems exist. That's amazing. And I do feel like that should be more support. So when they come over, they're like, yeah, of course we get dinner, food, hotels. And mm-hmm. you're like, <laughs> I got to pay for what? I'm, yeah. I used to bring DJs, drum and bass DJs over from uh, Europe and America and New Zealand to Japan. And uh, yeah, the rider itself was ridiculous. And that was only for one guy, you know, and oh yeah. my gosh. I never, never, maybe once I broke even, but I was always like almost breaking even. And oh gosh. And that was just with a DJ, right? Tokyo's pretty expensive. Yeah. Pretty expensive. It's, it's really not... hard to break even. Oh my God. Yeah. Or make a buck. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But uh, yeah, that that's pretty incredible. Um, I want to talk about touring. So, I mean, you're kicking ass in Tokyo. What made you want to leave Tokyo and start like doing more than music overseas? So kind of like what I said earlier, if I dialed it in, we tend to have book bands that have a Western influence. Yeah. And I think it does well with like Western listeners and Western Western people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then also you have the Japanese aspect to it. And some of the bands very clearly like, uh, they're, they're in like Japanese garbs or mm-hmm. they're using shamisen. Oh yeah. And the, the first band I toured over is called the shamisenist. Love those guys. And they're, they're, they're punk rock and hardcore, but they're two guys on shamisen with a bunch of effectors to make it more modern and a really good drummer. And I'm like, I know they struggle here and Japan's like major scene is set up to support more like J rock and J-pop, which have a very particular sound. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but you could hear like one second of the song and you're like, ah, J-pop. Exactly. K-pop, J-pop, yeah. And whether you like it or not, that's everyone's decisions, but it's just different. And it's like, I feel like this music could do well abroad. So I I went over just looking 
to England uh, just for research. Just for research. Okay. I dropped in a bunch of places trying to connect. <clears throat> and ironically, it wasn't going too far, but like uh, on my day off with my friend Luke, we went to see a show and it was just uh, so much fun. It was like a sold out album release party. These guys, dog a man. Mm-hmm. going insane and i went over i was like, i love your music would you ever consider going to japan and he's just like i've been dreaming of japan really like, let's go and in five minutes of talking with him i knew i had the support to like set something up he did like three shows mm-hmm. and then we got two more shows we brought the band over for a week cool and everyone loved it like you you have really good music there's like this japanese element to it and it it builds and like they were invited to multiple festivals it all kind of fell apart for them because that tour was end of February to the start of March, 2020. Oh, so bad timing. Our flights, our flights through China got canceled. So we like rebooked last minute and then you have to take a boat back to Japan. I, we, we got there. Uh huh. The first show, like these guys, they're just like, oh man. Everyone's talking about Corona, but we brought it over here. Give it up for the Shamisenas in Japan. <laughs> oh my God. And it was just a joke yeah. that like we came back and everything got canceled. And ironic, like ironically, like the band was good. I paid for the tickets up front when we had to rebook. And of course, like, yeah. you know, they had some big gigs and everything was canceled. So like that was a big cost to eat. But like it's a gamble. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, my second time was actually with paranoid void mm-hmm. I, I fell do you know math rock i we math rock the general yeah yeah it's um kind of like the band yes right very yeah. progressive so like very progressive like entrada rock yeah rock like band entrada yeah take rock oh you mean that look did you go to yeah, yeah, yeah. that look i love fucking luke oh man i was thinking look i'm like i know five lukes here in japan which one, which one was it yeah, tall yeah. Luke, short Luke, tattoo Luke, photography Luke, I don't know. And Trada Luke. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so like I just felt that there's a thing for it. Uh we actually have some videos up on our YouTube now. Cool. Like we did a three-month trial run of like if we would record the live performances and put them online. Yeah. And uh next year, the place that we're gonna do every week, they're actually gonna be recording. So wow. We should have like a weekly video. Um uh probably starting starting up again in like a month or two and this time it's not a trial we want to keep it running wow very cool yeah very 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 cool and yeah going to europe i mean before corona i used to tour in europe maybe once sometimes twice a year for like panning and stuff and uh going there making connections coming from japan is actually pretty interesting because a lot of people in europe love japanese culture oh yeah so it's just like i mean when you go there i mean even in america too i guess like when i was there and stuff it's just like i'd make so many connections you know i was just like yo i want to come to japan or hey i want to bring you back from japan or something so it's just like Kind of an advantage being here in Japan, uh, I guess. There's 100 compared to like Detroit. There's 100% like that interest in Japan works both ways. Yeah. People really want to come here. So they're willing to support you and mm-hmm. vice versa. Like Japan's unique. If we bring it over here, it's something that yeah. really stands out for them wherever they are. So I, I jumped into it probably a bit too early, but like in the long run, like within five years, I hope to have like a really good touring system set up. Mm. And yeah, I, well, I did realize that if you go on tour, it really screws up your rhythm. Like it go, I would, my last tour was May, June for about three weeks. Wow. So three like, weeks on yeah. tour. Oh my God. Yeah. When it I was, go to Europe, like th- I went, I went on tour to Europe painting and uh, I painted in Athens, Amsterdam, Berlin, and Paris, four different countries for three weeks. Yeah. And I, so many nightclubs. It was incredible. And if you go back to like maybe episode two years ago you could hear all that shit but the thing is it's just like three weeks is my maximum of staying it's, like in hotels or at promoters houses and trying to find a place where you can get a good sandwich or a cup of coffee or something oh my god oh uh, yeah it's it's crazy living off alcohol pretty much <laughs> there, there's a lot in the indian scene where they're like we don't have enough money but here's a box of beer and you're like well that's Every, that will do it yeah your, your first your first tour so you're like that's kind of fun and then the third or fourth time three weeks and you're like i don't i don't need beer just i do yeah. okay well that's true yeah. so for all you european faders and american faders i've never toured america before but for anybody overseas if you want me to come out and do some live painting i will do that and uh 
I'll work for beer. Let's be honest. I'll do it. You know, at this point, I'm just like, I just want to get back on the road. But three weeks is just way too long. You know, I think one week is good. Well, it depends on how many countries and how many cities you're going to, I guess, you know, because it's just like, I mean. Well, in UK, we did three festivals and eight shows over 10 days. Three festivals is pretty hardcore. When I go to Berlin, I do pretty much a festival and just one festival, all the people you meet, all the people you talk to, just that takes all your energy where you need to sleep for two days, you know? Yeah. It's three festivals. Holy smokes. What you got to, what was going through your blood? Coffee, (laughs) nitrogen. Holy smokes. I believe it's a duck fat fried fries in the uk oh okay well i guess that works <laughs> are you sure it's not guinness <laughs> maybe oh man yeah. but uh so you know we're still very indie so like while i'm doing this mm. and we still operate in tokyo this time the mm. first two tours i took they were shorter so we actually ran 10 shows while i was gone and like I had to, com- so we were doing that tour, and on my downtime, I'm communicating with my team for like all the shows. Tickets, yeah, <laughs> get more people. Actually, actually, it's the advertising. Yeah, it was probably the most tickets we sold. Like maybe the bookings were good, but like we had a couple of sellouts during that period. So maybe it's better for me to go. Yeah, what are you doing here, <laughs> man? Well, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Oh my gosh! Speaking of your team, tell me about your team. Uh, so right now, like I've worked with a lot of people and I've been really lucky with the people that have been around me. I think it's like the benefit of being very communal. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it, it, more than a company, I, I see it as like, uh, what do I want to say? I had a word for it, but it'll never come when I want to use it. But like uh, preaching to the choir, man, yeah, everything's at the en- tip of my tongue. English is gone. But um, so there's always like people who are willing to volunteer and help out. There's other people who are supportive. We're mm-hmm. slowly finding some sponsors, which is really nice that want to support what we do. Sponsors are good. And um, But like my core team is me, Asko, Brendan, and Mikey right now. Mm-hmm. So great like, guys. Yeah. So with that, like we have a designer, we have a, a videographer, we have photographs, like some of the best photographs. So like, I feel like even though we're in the Indies, like you want to create that like professional experience Mm -hmm. so having people who who can organize and people who can make sure that the content there is before the show at the show and after the show Mm -hmm. is really what you need for people who are serious because like my long-term goal is to build a pipeline so if you have like incredible musicians that are professionally minded how do you get them in front of people how do you help them build their own audience how do you get them opening for bigger acts how do you have them tour in japan and then how do you have them tour abroad and like Sorting that out is like my five-year plan, I guess. But you need six alone. You need the right people, and like at that level, like with design, photo, and video, it's a really good core where you can put things out there and be mm-hmm. sharing who and what you're doing and working with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're amazing. That's Absolutely fantastic. love them. And you know, there are people before, and I'm sure there are people to come, and I'm just really appreciative. Like. Mm-hmm. You you do many things. And I do a lot. When you organize, the people you're with matter. Like I I could never do this alone. Like I did it alone for a long time, and I know what that was like, and I never want to go back to that. It's tough. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. But I, everything that I do, I've got a lot of friends and a lot of people that help me along. So I don't do everything completely alone and stuff. I organize everything alone. But it's just like I mean, I've got a lot of friends that really help me out. That I'm I'm really really I mean beyond grateful for their support and stuff. Yeah, and um, nice. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a lot of work to do, you know, what you do. I mean, what you do and I do is like different but kind of similar at times. Yeah. And it's uh, I I know how stressful it can be. And uh let's not talk about the negative. Let's talk about the positive. The positive? Yeah. Oh, cuz if we start talking about the negative, I'm like, all right, you know, I I I said I wasn't going to drink this month, but uh yeah, let me just Uber eat some whiskey. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, <laughs> whiskey, but uh I um uh, mm. when I like starting when I decided to like focus on this. Yeah. I actually ran my own company before this. And it was it was an English company. Like a lot of people come over here and I had a nice niche where I was teaching at other companies. And like I ended up getting a contract that like, ah, oh, things could be good now. But I would have had to stop events. Like I would have been too busy. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it. Like yeah. I loved what I was doing so much. Like I couldn't say yes to this, which if you cared about the business, that's exactly what you're looking for. So I said no, and then I canceled like 
all the work that I had to focus on the music and food events and the communal aspect of what I was doing. But uh, there's a part of me, maybe as a math major, that likes a challenge and solving problems. And like building an English school, like you can kind of know what to do to make money and survive and have a good life. And at the time, it's like, ah, that's kind of boring. Like, you know what you're doing. You just have to go through the motions. You know what the five-year plan is going to be. What? How do you make something in the music industry successful? And that, that I, if you succeed, like, that's pretty cool. Like, oh, fuck, you did it in probably one of the worst industries in the world to succeed at. And, well, I'm, I'm now in the middle of trying to figure it out. So hopefully in the end, I do have an answer. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was, the challenge was an exciting part of what led me here. And now I'm tired every day. <laughs> but there's a lot of good <laughs> Hey, coffee, yeah. come by. Come by. Yeah. Mm. So you said you wanted to talk about the positives, but give me one from your end. Like, what is something positive from all the things that you've done on the organizational side of your life? Regarding like art or music? Well, we're both. I absolutely. Right, when I do music, when I'm organizing my amp events, and my amp events, they're 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 kind of small. You know, they're they're in a small little club downtown Shibuya, right off Dogenzaka or whatever. And we usually get like when it's full, we probably have like maybe sixty people there in the club. It's not a big club. It's very underground, very punk rock. But when it's full and you see people jumping around and like like the excitement, the energy is just cooking and the mm. band is just rocking. And I realize that I'm bouncing up and down without even realizing. I'm like, holy shit, this is great. And then you just stop and you just take a deep breath and you're like Ferris Bueller and you just look around, you know, and you're just like, holy shit, I fucking did this. Sorry for the F-bomb, but holy smokes, I did this. Like, oh my God. And you just see all these people having a great time, you know? And then, you know, after everything's over, everyone's like drunk and happy and just like, just like hugging you being like, thank you so much. I needed this. You know, that right there, like, as you said, like helping people, like helping people, like, just like, get rid of all their stress from the nine to five through Monday through Friday, or maybe mm-hmm. work and life and just get all that stuff out of their minds for them to enjoy one night of just pure bliss, you know, and have them experience maybe music they've never heard before. For me, that's absolutely incredible. Like, I mean, that, that makes me almost even kind of emotional to be honest, you know, it's just like doing something so good for like the community, you know, and yeah. um, that's, that's really powerful. That's really powerful. And uh, that's great. And when it comes to art, like uh, the Tokyo Art Tank events, those those are just I I just I just love bringing so many creative people together for the whole like city, if not the whole country, to come and experience, you know, and for people to come and just see like so many different kinds of like incredible art that inspires them, maybe makes them do something creative, or maybe gives them the idea to do something like good or something, you know, it's just like, I mean, art is very powerful. Art is beyond emotional. I don't even know the words, how to describe art, you know, a lot of artists like kind of like struggle with that. Like, what is art? You know, what is the meaning of art? And uh, even for me, it's really difficult, but I tell you what, when it's all there and it's all in, all in place and people are coming in and enjoying it, it's, that's what art is. I don't know how to put that into words other than that, but um, that's really powerful. And I, I love it when artists are very happy. Like it, the beautiful thing about my events is we actually sell artwork. And and I know all art exhibitions sell artwork, but people actually do sell their artwork, you know, where like people come in and they buy tangible pieces of artwork. And it's so great for artists to be like, just so blown away. They're like, oh my God, I just sold like all my paintings or I just sold all my t-shirts and we still have like another day and a half. What do I do? I'm like, celebrate. That's what you should do. Give me, give me some love. Give me a hug, you know, (laughs) (laughs) buy me a beer, you know? (laughs) So I, it's, it's really, really, really cool. And um, i I love I love organizing the Tokyo Art Tank events just as much as I love showing my artwork, you know, just because I, I love bringing so many creative people together. It's it's really, really powerful. And then yeah. the and everybody in Japan, you know, like all the good people of Japan, they come to the shows and they just love it. I've never heard one negative thing. Knock on wood. Knock on, knocking on my head right now. But uh, yeah, so that's that's what I really love about organizing this stuff. You know, I think you nailed it on the head. It always comes back to the connections and people. Like, yeah. And inspiring others, honestly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Just making people happy, you know? Yeah. So that's really cool. And okay, my next question, <laughs> how can bands get in contact with you? Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who so, are in bands who want to come to Japan or who are yeah, in no. Japan are just like, dude, what do I do next? Uh, on our website, 
Uh, so we're at www.morethanmusicjapan.com. Uh, show notes. Yeah, show notes. Uh, there's a contact page on there. You send it. It's in our email. I'm I'm terrible at communication sometimes. Like the eight events a month, like I probably have like one to two hundred ongoing conversations for like what's actually happening over the next three months. Mm-hmm. On top of like uh, future stuff, I I do my best. But uh, that's where you can contact us easily. And then we have an Instagram, morethanmusic.jp. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have a line group, More Than Music. But that's it. That's amazing. I like line, actually, if you're in Japan. Yeah, awesome. And line is basically like messenger. So, yeah. So, all right, fantastic. And uh, I think, oh, yes. <laughs> There's one question I forgot to talk about. Um, yeah, this week, this week, uh, right now it is November 5th, but this week on the 11th, there's a big show that you're having. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, every every day there's a big show, but uh, on the 11th, you're having something absolutely phenomenal. So could you uh, tell the audience about this? And I'm going to get this out tomorrow, by the yeah, way. Yeah, sure thing. So I, to make it easier to run so many, we started like serializing our events. And this 11th is the finale of a series called Electro Man. We paired up with this guy, Emergency Oxygen. I love his music mm-hmm. and he's a really good guy to work with. And we ran an event every other month at this club called Kagrane. It's owned by a sound engineer and it's like, clearly he cares about sound. It's some of the best stuff in Tokyo. And We've had a lot of good artists, but for the season finale, we were able to book a nice headliner. He's uh, off, like fresh off of uh, uh, Tomorrowland. His name's uh, Shingo Nakamura. And because it's the season finale, we're going in on uh, some creative lighting and different things. And uh, the music's great at a place where it sounds beautiful. And yeah, it's just going to be a wonderful night. Yo, faders, the holiday season is slowly creeping up and there's only one way to stay ahead of present panic. And that's by shopping for the holidays early. This year, don't stress about finding something cool for your friends, family, and or significant other. Get something special and unique by commissioning an original popsick painting from yours truly. Or by purchasing a masterpiece from the Spilt Inks website. Yo, that's right. Look down in Got Faded Japan's episode notes and click on the Spilt Inks website link and take a look around and find something exciting. So this year, forget about the holiday rush, forget about stress, and forget about stressing on getting a cool present for that special person. This year, take care of yourself. And you can only take care of yourself by getting an original piece of artwork that's going to last you and or that significant other, friend, family, boss, neighbor, enemy, whatever, that's going to last them a lifetime. All right, Saito-san, cut off the Christmas music. It's not even December yet. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to... Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors. Located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. It's your liquors. In Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azabujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you.
for you guys, if you don't know, he's actually going to be joining us for the finale. Me? Yeah. I've always loved it, the neon aspects of his artwork, and I think it fits the theme of Electro Man very well. So he'll have some pieces on display Cool at the show. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be exhibiting my, uh, it's my Blacklight Popstick artwork. It's something I've been working on for the last six months. It's really, really fantastic. Uh, usually when I go to nightclubs and I live paint, well, not usually, but within the last six months, this is what I've been doing. And then this is just going to be like an exhibition of all my latest stuff, which is going to be really cool. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be really fitting towards the to, for the music. And um, I, I think this is going to be a very, very exciting show. Um, the venue is amazing. The artists are amazing. Uh, the organizer is amazing, too. It's all amazing. And I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, Faders, if you're in Tokyo, you should definitely come on down to more than music on the 11th. It's going to be yeah. two I think, thumbs up. I think it's like 80% sold out already. So if you are in Tokyo, grab the ticket online. Awesome. Because I think it'll be sold out by then. Cool. And I've got t-shirts for sale. So definitely come down and buy one of those. Uh, if you uh, mention Got Fit in Japan, you will get a discount. Thank you for watching and listening. That's true. Cool, man. Is there anything else you want to plug? Oh, uh, man. Um, I mean, on our website, we have our schedule, like eight events a month. So just morethanmusicjapan.com slash events. Or go to the website and find it and uh, check out what you like. Uh, we have Thanksgiving dinner on the 25th and uh, Christmas on the 17th, if you like. If you want to try my home cooked food. <laughs> Wait, is it going to be at your house? There's a no, lot of people who are listening to this. You got to be careful. I, I used to do it at my house. I had a very special setup, but uh, the neighbors in Japan will not let me where I live now. So we rent out a kitchen mm -hmm. and then I cook for like two days and serve like a full course meal. You cook for two days. Yeah. Holy smokes. Well, I'll be there faders. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and you should too. How can people come to that? Just go to the, uh, the website. Yeah, it's on Everything's the web on the website pretty much. Everything's yeah. on the website. So yeah, just uh, find the Thanksgiving event and grab your ticket. God, everybody loves Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving right now in Japan, you know, huh? It's actually my favorite holiday. Like Thanksgiving is your favorite? It has the most amazing food. That's you true. bring your family together and there's no mm -hmm. stress of like presents or keeping people happy like Christmas has. Like Christmas is great too. Mm -hmm. But when I was young and growing up, I think my mom was equally stressed about trying to please everybody and bake all the cookies <laughs> and everything. But thanks it's a cake and you like it. And Thanksgiving, it just didn't have that. Like you, you eat and you fall asleep to a football game. And that, it was great. I love food. Well, that's fantastic. Oh, man. What yeah. you were saying about Japan? Yeah, in Japan, like, I mean, it's like all these American holidays are just taking off like wildfire. And I mean, we just we just experienced Halloween. Halloween yeah. Holy smokes. Halloween was like a week long. Oh, my goodness. Like, uh, yeah. I, I saw you at uh, the OR club, the uh, ragtag event. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're dressed as yeah. Jesus. I was like a paint monster or something. I was live painting. There's like 600 people in that club. It was absolutely fantastic. That was on Saturday, like what, five days before Halloween? Yeah. Was it Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? No, four days before Halloween. Saturday, all the clubs were packed. Or no, Friday, all the clubs were, were packed. Saturday, all the clubs were packed. Sunday, all the clubs were packed. Monday was kind of a day of rest. Yeah. And then Tuesday, yeah, Shibuya was just bonkers. Like people all over the place. I think there's yeah. like a 50%, um, like a, I think like the ratio between like cops and like people in costume are like 50%. Shibuya was that. like phenomenal. I've never seen that many police officers in my life. Well, they did that whole campaign of like not Shibuya. Yeah. I heard it, there was a lot that moved to like what, Shinjuku, I believe. Shinjuku and somewhere else. But mm -hmm. it's always been my, it's a great holiday in Japan. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that oh, struggle to Halloween's talk. Great, so like yeah. you go out in costume and I feel like it just frees up everybody to go make friends and talk to you and. Well, yeah, the costume and the booze, but yeah. Well, that helps too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that was a great party that we saw each other at. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it, only, it only took me a bed sheet to turn into Jesus. So I might be, I might be the third coming. You know what? <laughs> you made a pretty impressive Jesus. Like, holy smokes, you weren't even wearing shoes. Well, uh, yeah, that happens at most of my shows, actually. Really? Oh, That's, my gosh. Uh, my girlfriend's sister approved of me. She's like, where's his shoes? And she's like, oh, he's, he wants to dance. He took them off. And, really and like, she's is like, that dangerous i mean there's a lot of girls who wear those stiletto boots and the high heels or whatever i mean life. dude then again i mean if they, if they step in your on your feet you might get holes so you will totally look like jesus oh man 
<laughs> Life's the risk, you know. So like, yeah, tell me about it, especially in our businesses. But uh, yeah, but my point being, it's just like uh, my original point is like Halloween has just exploded in popularity in the last like what ten years now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think Thanksgiving might be the next American holiday to take off, just because the food, the the people coming together, the, there's no stress, and it's it's basically like I guess it would be like Halloween minus the costumes. Wouldn't it? People just come together, well, eating yeah. food and just hanging out. Yeah, that's that's all Thanksgiving was like celebrate the things you care about. Mm. Like for me, before I ever became an organizer, even it was just I did it every year once I came here because like it was a very warm experience I had with my family that I love to share every year. And mm-hmm. when I got here, like, you know, you got a little bit of like that sabishi, like I'm not my family's not here, but this mm. is a very familiar thing to do so i just invited my friends over for dinner and i've just done thanksgiving dinner every every year for the last 13 years oh my gosh that's the way to do it i've got a thanksgiving nightmare oh yeah oh god yeah um it was like it must have been 2014 and i wanted to have like a thanksgiving dinner for some reason i was just feeling you know it's kind of like homesick whatever so i i got online i organized like this uh, dinner at um or was it? It was at uh, the, 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 the Outback Steakhouse, right? And it was like me and like 10 of my friends that are all American, right? Plus like mm-hmm. everybody's girlfriend. And I'm like, okay, we're going to be at the Outback Steakhouse. We're going to be there at this time. It's Thanksgiving. It's going to be great. You know, and we'll just go there. We'll order food and we'll just drink. And it'll just be fantastic. And everybody started arguing because everyone's like, I want to go to this place. I want to go to that place. I want to go to this place. I want to go to this place, whatever like that. And it wound up being just like me my wife, who's my girlfriend at the time, and like another couple. <laughs> and I was like, Thanksgiving sucks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm definitely going to go to your Thanksgiving now. Oh man, you definitely should. I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'll organize a lot of I, events, but I, not Thanksgiving. You know, ironically, I've treated Halloween that way. Like as an organizer, everyone expects you to do something. I'm like, no, Halloween's so good in Japan. I just want to go out and experience it. Like that's my weekend off that's of the year. Good. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of Halloween, um, going back to that, it's just like this Halloween, this, this was on Saturday, the Saturday that we went to the event uh, to get, we didn't, well, we met at the event. It's just like, I thought nobody was going to go to any club that night because I thought everybody was going to be downtown Shibuya, downtown Shinjuku, downtown Yokohama. I thought everybody's just going to be on the streets, drinking on the streets, but instead like kind of like a lot of the cities blocked off the streets or whatever, like the cops didn't want people walking around or whatever. So everybody, instead of being on the streets, went into the clubs. Dude, I heard that every single club in Shibuya was packed way beyond like maximum capacity. Yeah. It I was actually, insane. It was so much fun. Yeah. Oh my God. That was the night to go out and not organize. Being an organizer, oh my God. Could you imagine? Like they're like the hour right before you open the doors, you're like, nobody's going to come. Nobody's going to come. Everybody's outside. Fuck. I just lost a lot of money. I just lost a lot of money. Oh my God. I've been working on this for months. Oh my God. And then all of a sudden the doors open and then just like this, this funnel of people just shoots into the club. Oh my God. That club, I was there from the beginning until the very end. And like basically went from like nobody being in the club to like everybody being in the club to the point where like I wanted to get a drink. And I looked at like the the bar. I, I looked over this, this basically an ocean of people to like where the bar was. There's like 50 people trying to get a drink. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm not going to get a drink tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's you didn't have like a back wave because you're working there. No, I was stuck, you know, I mean, but it was cool. I I made a beautiful painting. I made a lot of friends and I did get drinks eventually. But yeah, there are a couple of times where I was just like, oh, man, can somebody buy me a drink? Next time we're at the same place, just let me know. Yes, yes. I'm like, hey, Jesus, (laughs) I got some water. Give me some wine. I was trying to turn it into wine the whole night. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a good time, though. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, Justin, thank you so much for being on Got Bit of Japan. It's, it's great hanging out with you. Hey, um, next time we do really this, nice, we're going to have a drink. It. Yeah, dude, definitely. Cheers, I'm man. I'm for doing it again. Excellent. Faders, thank you very much for tuning in with us on this very special episode of Got Faded Japan. Definitely go into the show notes, click on the More Than Music links, check out all the, the events that are happening. Uh, obviously, there's one happening right now, so go to that one if you're in Tokyo. And um, yes, if you're in town on the 11th, definitely come to the event and check us out. It'll be great. Do shots with us. 
with Johnny. And uh, is that the only day you're drinking before the Tokyo Art Tank? Oh, shit. I forgot about that. No, I'll be <laughs> drinking water all month. I made a pact to myself. There's one thing I don't break is like drinking before a Tokyo Art Tank. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are you, if hmm? people gift you a shot, can you refuse? I'm going to refuse. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Gift him a shot so it ends up here. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, here, thank you very much. There you go, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah faders you know what to do uh go to itunes give us a five-star review write something groovy uh if you're uh if you haven't checked us out on youtube go to youtube subscribe like this video tell your friends um we're all over sns instagram facebook twitter whatever x and uh thank you so much again and uh yeah i guess we'll catch you next time peace yes my little brother a goddamn shit sucking vampire oh you wait till mom finds out buddy i've got a government job to abuse <laughs> Lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Out of the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Eh, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.